Lord, we declare tonight your greatness, your majesty, your power, your holiness, your dominion. God, the groan from our hearts, Lord, send your glory. We want to see your glory. We want to see your glory, Lord. Send your glory to our lives so that nothing of this earth could remain in your glory. Only what is of you, God. Send your glory. God, let these idle sticks of our heart be lit on fire for your glory, Lord. Baptism of fresh fire upon our hearts. Just put your hands over your heart. Father, we declare tonight a baptism of fire over our hearts, oh God, that we would be ones to stir ourselves up in the name of Jesus. We bless your name tonight. We declare from this high place, God, the authority into this root structure of Colorado. Father, we declare that this state is being saved. Your glory is coming to this state, to the high place in the name of Jesus. God, we bless the gates of Colorado. Yes. We bless the foundations of Colorado. We declare the perimeters of Colorado burning with fire in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare and prophesy a spirit of awakening over our land in Jesus' name. That, Lord, you are the answer for the slumber. You are the answer, O oh God, for the heart that's grown weary. You're the answer for the backslider. You're the answer for the pastor who's lost his oil, lost his fire, lost his vision. You're the answer for all of our representatives. You're the answer for our governor. We declare at the high places, Lord, the high places belong to you. Lord, we declare that by your glory, your fire is shaking a demonic root structure in Colorado. It is being shaken even now for your glory. Can a city be saved in one day? We say, yes, it can, Lord. Let Colorado be shaken for your glory. We call in a great harvest out of this state in the name of Jesus. We bless the land. We bless the very land where the enemies tried to curse. And we declare the curse is reversed and the blessing is riding upon this land in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Say amen to that. Say amen to that. Come on, it may be cold outside, but it can't be in here. Amen? It might be cold outside, but it can't be in here. Amen? Why don't we just, we're, we're, we're trying to switch gears here a little bit this next couple of weeks. And so we're going to do, a, it's kind of like two-a-days like we talked about last week. we got to get in shape to learn how to pray. Amen? Why don't we stand to our feet real quick? Stand to our feet. And then we're going to just, this is only for an exercise, okay? We're going to begin to move because for so long, and we shared last week that God has released over this house because of the faithfulness of the house, a true anointing to minister deep into the heart. There is an anointing and it's increasing every week. It's been prophesied that we're going to see the most mentally distressed individuals, the drug addicts, people are going to get delivered and set free in moments in his presence it's been declared up here that the schizophrenics are going to be delivered in seconds
know, they say that there is no hope. There is no cure for schizophrenia. I personally have seen schizophrenia broken off two people in one service. A wind went through their ears and they said all the voices stopped. They were delivered in a moment. Only the glory of God can do that. And there has been so much prophetic word from your pastor, from the staff, that everything is about to shift and God is releasing his glory on this house. Amen. There is an anointing here for that kind of deliverance. And I want to make a pronouncement. We've got to recognize this, that there is an anointing here now made available to us as a church because of prophetic decrees that have been that have happened years ago and as of late, where there has been specific words that this house has been given governance and an anointing to prophesy and to pray with a 120-mile radius of authority. It's pretty awesome. So that's pretty awesome. Yes, amen. We don't take that lightly. That requires stewardship. Amen. Thank amen. You. Amen. Requires stewardship. Yeah. We must steward. If God says we're anointed to do something, we must act on that. So we need to turn aside and recognize the anointing of intercession. Yes. We, we're, we're ministering right now under that anointing personal ministry of the heart, deliverance of the mind. Now God says, the rock, I need you to turn your attention towards the intercession. I want you to position yourself between the living and the dead. And I want you to pray. I want you to declare. And I I, I just want to take a couple of weeks on this for us to build faith. See, when you put faith behind a prayer, it works. We're going to believe that what we pray tonight according to his will, whatever we pray, in his name will be done no matter what that's what faith is amen the part of the puzzle puzzle that i'm going to bring tonight i something happened last wednesday night we really hit a vein in the spirit which was awesome i want to give you permission again your pastor's given you permission you can move around open up your word get revelation from god I feel tonight that we are to strategically go after pastors. I felt a groan come out of my belly last week over there, and I started crying out for one man. And it wouldn't lift off of me. It's been on me all week. Uh, all I could do, there was times all I could do was groan for him. And I, I heard the Lord said, I, I was actually at a church on Saturday ministering, and I heard the Lord said when I was in that pulpit preaching something, The Lord said, I'm about to send the spirit of awakening to pastors who are out of oil. And I want my people to pray for them. Amen? Here's the direction tonight. Your pastor can trump anything that I'm saying. I felt tonight that while Pastor Marcus was ministering, that we were just a groan for pastors. We don't even need to get on a mic tonight. I feel that we are to stand in intercession if that means laying on the ground on our knees, groaning on behalf. If there's a church that comes to your heart, a pastor that comes to your heart, this is what revival looks like. I heard Chuck Pierce just a little while ago release this. He said, there is fire coming back on the altar. He said, Pastor, that altar in front of you is about to burn again. He goes, that pulpit is about to be lit ablaze again. Something happened on, sa- on Sunday here in this house where people started seeing warring angels lining the perimeter of the sanctuary. Wow. 
It's time that we make war against the adversary who has been trying to wear down the saints. Amen? Yeah. Let me read you some scripture. This is what's been in my heart. Daniel 7. It's a little bit talky here the next couple of weeks as we're just trying to lay a little bit of foundation. Amen? We got to get prayer assignments because when we get prayer assignments, then we can pray in faith. Amen? Daniel 7, verse 9. It's kind of, we're going to go through a little bit of this. I'm just going to read a few verses out of this passage and piece this together. This is the splendor of the Ancient of Days being displayed. Daniel 7, 9 through 10. This passage has the ability to bring the, fight, the fear of God to our hearts. Amen. I watched until thrones were put in place and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And the courts were seated and the books were opened. Then it goes on to talk about the Son of Man coming and being presented before the Ancient of Days. And there's one thing I want to camp on. Here's this massive display of the power, the preeminence of the Ancient of Days and the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. Being presented and there's fire coming out from beneath the throne. That fire is what sustains us. That's what he's speaking to the lukewarm church is to get their first love back because there is in that baptism of fire because our God is a consuming fire. But here's what the enemy tries to do. And here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to stand in the gap. And it said there was these horns that came, these authorities that came, and they began to speak pompous words against the Most High. And then they began to persecute. That word in the Greek means to wear down to wear down, I'm sorry, the, the Hebrew begins to wear down the saints of the Most High and shall intend to change times and law. When I was on Saturday, I, I saw Moses, this prophetic picture. It was like two things were happening at one time. I was preaching a specific word to this church and I was getting a download for our region. I don't know how that happened, but it was happening. And I, I pushed back, I said, I, I'm seeing Moses. There's a transition coming for our leadership of our state. And it was like the Lord showed me the heart of this man of 40 years of tremendous leadership in Egypt and then 40 years of all of his leadership abilities being stripped from him, major insecurities. He's on the backside of a desert. He's tending to his father-in-law's sheep and, and his, his, his flocks. And he has lost the ability in his mind to speak He's lost all of his leadership ability. He has no unction on him anymore. Forty years of stripping. And the Lord says, do you imagine what his conversation was with himself? And the Lord just let me peer into that ancient time. And I saw broken Moses speaking to himself how I've lost everything. I've lost my vision, I've lost my assignment, I've lost my anointing. I no longer have leadership in my life. And it was in this moment of the utmost desolation of his heart, he sees a bush burning with fire and not being consumed. And in that desperate place, Moses turns aside and begins to go at this desperate moment. And then God begins to speak. 
Here's what the Lord said to me. He said, I am about to touch pastors all over this region who are at the end of their ministries. They're at the end of their anointing. They feel wore out. I was talking to several massive major generals of intercession yesterday. Here's what they told me. I'm talking to people that have been all over the globe impacting regions, and they said this to me. I cannot hear the voice of God. I'm lacking passion. I, I, I can't pray. I'm not getting revelation. All I'm hearing is the slightest subtleties from the Lord. I'm having to trust. And I said, you know what's about to happen? I said, you are about to have an encounter with a burning bush. Why a burning bush? Because it's what Moses needed to get reinstated again. Are you all with me tonight? I can hardly see you. These lights are so blinding. I can't tell if you're mad at me or you're happy. We're happy. We're happy. We're stirred. Um, we need to take our moment tonight. I'm going to tell you a story to build your faith. I was driving through Pueblo to a trip to go to Dallas. Halfway through Pueblo, I went, I went oh, Pueblo. Because it was desolate. And I have heard so many stories of pastors losing it, everything there. It was like a desolation place. And I remember feeling the, the desertness of the atmosphere of Pueblo and the spiritual climate of Pueblo. And the Lord says, why don't you stop cursing it, man of God? That's what he says to me. Why don't you stop cursing it, man of God? And why don't you bless it? And I literally started weeping. I said, oh God, I'm so sorry that I've spoken against an entire city. And I said, Pueblo, I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I declare this desert place will flourish again. I declare the spirit and I began to weep. And then all of a sudden I saw pastors. <gasps> like they were taking a, a air in again. And they were putting their heads back. And they were crying out. And God was touching these pastors who had lost their way. A week later, I get a phone call from a Methodist pastor who heard uh, an intercessor heard me speak about this a couple days after that event and she goes I know and she sent this little message to this Methodist pastor in Pueblo and he calls her up he said on that day I was beside myself saying why am I in Pueblo what am I doing here I have roots of revival and I'm dead my church is dead. Our city is dead. He said, on that day, a life came into me, and I breathed in new life into my frame. And he called me. She gave him my number. He called me, and he said, I want to tell you something. My heart has been reinvigorated to pursue his presence. A Methodist pastor. To re-pursue his presence again, I'm going after God. Just one man driving through Pueblo, what other pastors in that city were impacted and I feel tonight that we are to pray. And let me just read this to you. We, last week we were in Isaiah 64. And we were, we were in that one portion where it says, when you did awesome things for which we did not look, there are pastors that are not even really looking right now that are about to be awakened. Verse 7 of that same chapter. It says, and then there is no one who calls on your name who stirs himself up to take hold of you. We're going to pray tonight that God... And I believe there's going to be an anointing of intercession coming out of Marcus tonight. Like even like a groaning out of his own belly. If you get something to pray, if you feel like you need to do it on the mic, that's fine. But I felt tonight, um, it's just been on me all day. I've been, it's like, I just thank God for this outlet of the rock. Thank God for Pastor Mike. Thank God. 
to say, you know, we're going to give ourselves to intercession. Yeah. We're going to pray. I believe tonight by faith we're going to contend over pastors again tonight. We're going to declare the, 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 the Psalm 24, these gatekeepers. They're going to be open. I was in here praising on Friday, last Friday. And I, I was taken back by Pastor Mike, and I looked at his chair, and of course it's chair 24. And I was like, God, this Psalm 24, this gatekeeper, a pastor who stirred himself awake, kept himself alive in the Word of God, the staff has kept themselves alive. It has become a little bit of a rarity right now for pastors who are keeping the fire of God burning on their hearts. I've talked to many of them who said, I can't hear God's voice. I have no, no idea to take the direction of the church. I'm battling prayer. I feel lethargic. I need the spirit of awakening on my life. And we're going to stand tonight between the living and the dead. And we're going to declare, Lord, awaken your sons and daughters burn fire in their hearts send revival into pulpits into every Methodist church every Baptist church hey and I know your pastor if he sends his glory across town to somebody else's church he's going yeah we just want it to come yeah and what's so awesome about the rock a people who have given themselves to the judgments of God Lord judge my heart Search the depths of my heart. Dig up my flesh, my motives. Go deep in me so I could stand as an intercessor, as a priest between the living and the dead and content. You see, that's what God has to do. He has to find a house, a man who has stirred himself up to be a contact point for people who can't press in. And we're going to press in for people who can't press in tonight. Will you believe with me tonight for a revival all over the front range into the western slope? That there will be an awakening of our pastors, our leadership, our intercessors, because I believe they are about to have burning bush experiences. I believe fires are about to be lit all over the state. And I believe tonight, on this night, what is the date? On the 19th, coming out of this, out of this 21 day fast, on this night, we have the ability to shift the tide over churches and over pastors. Amen. Why don't we just stand to our feet one more time and then I want you to ask the Lord what you would do tonight. If you're to lay, if you're to weep, if you're to declare something on the microphone, I'm going to ask that you would stay in this vein. I know that I have spoken a lot, but we're going to ask you not to, not to speak. It's not a teaching moment. That's already done. Your pastor can do that if he'd like. This is his house. This is his microphone. I'm here to serve him. Uh, but I, we would ask that you would keep it in the vein of the intercession for pastors. And trust me, you don't have to be on this tonight. We're going to be in a corporate agreement. Lord, awaken. And if you need tonight an awakening, I found something about intercession. You might need it more than the man you're praying for. But if you'll intercede for somebody else, God will make sure to get it to you. He will. Because we all need it. God, I want you to light my heart on fire. Because all of us, let me ask you something. Let's just be very real. I'll put my hand up first. Who feels the contending against in the area of distraction? You want to know why? Because there's gold and presence and fire waiting for us. <laughs> it's the desire of the enemy before the great display of the ancient of days and the burning son of man is revealed. And before, listen, and our assignment is to possess the kingdom. 
right before the possessing of the kingdom in this passage, he came to wear down the saints. So if you've been getting worn down, listen to me, you're moments away from possessing your inheritance. You're moments away from a new, fresh revival mantle on your life. You see, it's already shifting on that man of God. Did you see it on him on Sunday? An evangelistic revival spirit was on him. He preached over an hour, and the place was contained in the spirit of God. There's a shift happening in the house. It's happening in your life. Let's press in. Say, Lord, by your grace. That's what he preached on Sunday. The grace of God. The grace of God to get the oil, to get the fire, to get the burning again. So let's intercede for those that can't and believe God to give it to you tonight. Father, we bless your name. Father, once again, we stand tonight in this place of authority that you have given to us. And we declare the boundaries of Colorado burning with fire on the western slope, on the eastern slope, and every high place. You even showed me a few weeks ago you're about to shake veil for your glory. God, every mountain town is about to be shaken. We thank you, Lord, in the same way you shook Nineveh and broke a witchcraft structure over 120,000 people in a matter of moments. Lord, you're breaking the witchcraft structure over this state. And Father, we decree tonight every pastor, every intercessor across every denomination and the saints who have been worn down, persecuted by the enemy of their heart, we declare the fire of God to come upon us again, to come into the pulpits and to the churches again. Father, we declare that this state will be caught up in the glory of God in Jesus' name. We speak strength into every pastor. We speak strength into every intercessor. And we break that witchcraft spirit off their mind in Jesus' name. We bless you. And I want you to contend and I pray in the spirit until the groaning comes into your belly. And then there are things you can't even utter with words and it comes out of you like a groan. That is the spirit of God praying through you tonight. Let's pray. Let's touch heaven. Let's intercede in Jesus' name. I'm just going to share a quick testimony. I was contending, this was 2007, 2008, and I was asking the Lord for revival in America. And on the night that they had the call in Nashville, I had a dream. And in this dream, I heard the chorus that we were just singing. And I heard... And I heard choir singing, Awaken us, awaken us. Let the light of your countenance shine upon us. And this song has always been in my heart and it comes back in times when we're crying out for an awakening. And I just, out of nowhere, remembered that dream as Dan was speaking about pastors being awakened. And I heard it in the back of my mind as I was preaching on Sunday about awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Christ will give you life. So I don't say that to make this chorus like more anointed than it should be or anything like that. But I say that so we can come into agreement. I really think there's an anointing for us to pray for awakening. 
and it is awaken them and it is awaken us corporately not awaken us in this room awaken America so I'm just going to go back to singing this and once you kind of get the melody just put this on your lips go back and forth into praying in the spirit singing in the spirit that's something I can't do as a leader but that's something when I'm in the room I kind of sing with the leader and then I pray in the spirit and I listen to the Lord and then I sing with the leader again and I pray in the spirit so let's just we're going to sing this over America Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that as Dan was teaching, and Lord God, you started to give me a picture, Lord God, of something twisted, tied into a knot. And then the more I pondered it, God, you show me, Lord God, that these are pastors that have chased after, you know, people's opinions and chased after you know, worldly things, Father, and it's just tied them into a knot, kind of like a, a knotty scrub oak or whatever, Father God. But as Marcus was you know, singing, Lord God, I, I pictured your light shining down on these oaks and starting to untwist them and allowing them, Lord, to be rise, rise up and to become oaks of righteousness in this area, in this city, in this state and in this land, God, that you are raising up oaks of righteousness. But then the picture even became even more clear, Lord God. It looks like, you know, you're changing them not only from oaks of righteousness, but you're changing them to be the tall, straight yeah. cedars of Lebanon, reaching yeah. up straight yeah. to the sky, reaching for that light, like that forest growing up, that they're reaching up towards the light, the light that Marcus was singing about, Father. Oh, God, you are just, oh, God, 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 let them reach to the light. God, let them reach to the light. God, untwist them, straighten them out, God. Release all that tension, Father God, and straighten them up, Lord God. Straighten them up as they reach up towards the light that their hands go up and they're reaching up towards the light and they are becoming a, a, a forest. We are starting to see a forest of righteous cedars of Lebanon rising up in this land and they're rising up tall and they're rising up straight and they're rising up to the light and the more light they get, the more straight they get. The more light they get, the taller they get. The more light they get, they're stronger, that they resist the winds of opinions. They resist the winds of the culture. God, they are locked into you, God. They are locked into you, God. Locked into you, in Jesus' name, Father. Locked into you, in Jesus' name. for your glory, your glory. Let them reach for you. Let them reach for your glory, your glory. Let them reach for you. Let them reach for your glory, your glory. Let them reach for you. Can we just do this as a prophetic act? Can we just reach for the Lord and lift our hands? Let's just sing this. Let them reach for your glory. Let them reach for you. Lord, we ask 
from that anointing of Philippians 3. This one thing I do, I forget what lies behind. And I press on. I've always felt that in my heart. I reach for the high calling of God. I have a reach in my heart that grows and grows and grows for the heavenly calling of hope, for the heavenly calling of glory, for the heavenly calling of presence. No matter what I experience, the truth is God responds to my prayers. God fills His temple. No matter what I experience, the truth is that I can sing in a prison and wall shake and people get saved. God, I ask You right now that You would just, like a wave of mercy, cause leaders in our region that are thinking about past failures or past disappointments, take the witchcraft out of their eyes in Jesus' name. Cause leaders who are just looking back and going, I failed or I was disappointed. And it causes them not to look forward to what you are doing. God, I ask you that you would, like a wave of mercy, just watch, wash the witchcraft out of their eyes. And let them look forward. Let them press on for the high calling of God. I just, as David was talking about that reach, I just felt the faith of Paul going, I leave it all behind. And I reach for the high calling of God. So Lord, we ask you. Jesus, you are so merciful. And you are so gracious to all of us, God. I just, I ask that you would be in the dark places of all of the people who have taken on a mantle of leadership in your name, God. It is not a light mantle that they take, God. I just ask that you would come and be in their dark places, step into those dark corners and take all of the things, they're, they're holding so many things in their hands and they're things that oftentimes they've taken up themselves, that other people have put on them, that the world has put on them, that their congregations have put on them. God, they're just holding so many yokes on their shoulders Amen. and I'm not sure how many of them actually are your yoke. I just ask, God, that you would, you would take them by the hands like small children and help them to loosen their hands, help them to open their hands of all of the things that they're holding. Meet them in their dark places, God, and be a light. Help them to open their hands and let go. Let go of everything that is not yours, God. It is not a light mantle that they carry, but to whom much is given, much is expected. So I ask that your mercy, God, that you would have abundant mercy on the people who have taken up this mantle. Whether they've picked it up themselves or somebody else has put it on them or you yourself have called them, God, whatever the case is, people are standing as leaders in your church. I just ask that you would have grace and just mercy and forgiveness and meet them where they are, God. That's right. That's right. And remind them that your yoke is light. Help them to lay down every single yoke. Yes, God. Even if it means that their congregations shrink. Even if it means right. that people might look at them differently. Right. Help them to drop the fear of man and to have the fear of God. Help them to take up your yoke that is light. 
because what is a leader, God? If they're not following you, why should anybody else follow them to you, God? Do not let people be led by leaders who are not following you, God, but put your yoke on them, God. Help them to drop every single yoke, break all of the other yokes, God, and do it mercifully and yes. do it gently. Have so much grace, God. Yes. So much grace. I just ask, God, Jesus, just come and be a jealous lover. Be a jealous lover to these people at the top. You said first for Israel, then for the Gentile. Why not first for the leaders and then for the others? God, first for those inside and then for those outside. You are not a lover of a husband of a bride, God, that abandons your bride for a new bride. Take the one you already have and cleanse her. Take the leaders and cleanse them, and the other people will follow, God. Put on them a gentle yoke. Put on them a light yoke. Have mercy, God. Have so much mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we ask you for your yoke. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. We ask you to grant revelation in this season to every leader as to what you have called them to. And you would just reveal what they have put on themselves and you would reveal what others have put on them that they've responded to by a spirit of fear. And Lord, you would remove that fear of man. You would put in their heart the fear of the Lord and they would take off that heavy yoke and they would put on your yoke. They would yoke with you. They would walk alongside you. Steady with you. Oh, great intercessor, we ask you for this. We join your prayer for your church. We join your prayer for brightness and for light for glory for your church. We join your prayer, Jesus, for your bride to be dressed in white. We join your prayer, Lord, for your bride to be washed with the water of your word. We join your prayer, God, for your bride to be clothed in glory, for your bride to be clothed in Jesus, for your bride to put you on. We ask you for this, Lord. The putting on of Jesus. The putting on of the new self. The putting on of the new creation. The stepping in to what they were created for. Lord, we, we join your intercession for your bride right now. Thank you, God. I just want to speak into something. Um, got like seven different places and now eight different places I'm trying to put my hands on in the scriptures and, and I don't want to preach. Dan said not to. <laughs> First off, Lord, I thank you for this, this time of fasting. I thank you for the many churches right now around this state, around the nation that, that have chosen to take the time to to fast and to pray and to seek your face. Lord, it's those that, that seek your face with all their heart that says they'll find you. But there's some that are not seeking the Lord with all their heart. And, I, and I, this is, the Lord's just putting this on my heart. And I just, 
It's been spoken, it was just prayed over. Fear is a big area. The fear of man and, the, and, and, and focusing on feeding men rather than just obeying the Lord. That's good. That's good. And, and that fear is a place of idolatry. It's a place of double-mindedness. And, and it's, it's a place where those that do that become unstable in all that they do. They don't have clarity of mind. They don't know the will of God because they're not. It's a mixture of worship to God, but it's mixed with worship to man. So, Father, we come against the idolatry and the fear and the, the areas in, in pastors' lives, and not just pastors, but, but leaders and, and ministry leaders and across the board that where other things of this world would intertwine with the things of you. And it cannot be so. It's those that are pure in heart that they will see God. Lord, I pray for a purity of your church. I pray for a righteousness to come back to your church. I pray for a holiness, the, that, that uh, highway of holiness to be established in the body of Christ. And, Lord, and here's what I see is, if it's not established in pastors, as pastors, even as Dan was talking about the gateways, that there's these, that they're the gatekeepers. If they don't hold to the highway of holiness, then it affects the entire church. Even, and I was seeing this, I gosh, I could just, so many places the Lord's just taking me right now. But when, when Moses came off the mountain and, and Aaron had, had, because of the, the people were asking for, for an idol, something to worship, Aaron built this, this gold statue. He built a gold calf. And, and they, he called a day of worship to the Lord, but it was mixed with an idol. And it said, the Lord said to Moses, you need to come off the mountain because your people have become corrupt. There is a mixture that is not allowed by the Lord. There can be no other God. It can't be God plus other things. It can only be God. And so I pray for the the pastors of churches that have, have allowed for mixture to come into the church. And where your hand, Lord, has, has you've pulled your hand back. Lord, I say, Lord, would you give them mercy right now? Would you open the eyes of their hearts right now to see? But I feel like it's not that they're doing it on purpose. It's Aaron didn't think he was doing anything wrong. He didn't realize that he was creating a mixture of worship to, to idols and to the Lord. Lord, I pray that you would open the eyes of pastors to see what has been done in the church. That the church has become a place of worshiping not only the Lord, but idols. Worshiping other things. Fearing other things. Our fear can only be in you, Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. Lord, I say, open the eyes of pastors, Lord. Open the eyes of their hearts. And, and in, that, in that Psalm 24, it's this, that second part is to lift up your heads, O you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, which means that when they're not lifted up, when they're looking upon other things, it, it creates a problem. 
But when they lift their eyes up, when they lift their heads up, and it's a focus on God alone, it's so that the King of glory may come in. But right before it, it says, who may ascend the hill? It's those with clean hands, those with a pure heart, which means that there's nothing of this world that they're connected to. It's not the double-mindedness. And then it says, and those that do not lift up their soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Father, I pray for, I pray for an awakening of your church. Lord, we, we cry out for this awakening of your church because it will not happen without the awakening of your church. It will not happen with, without pastors and, and leaders repenting and turning towards you. Lord, we, we need to repent and we need to turn towards you. Lord, you are slow to anger and you are, you are of great mercy, but you require a heart that is turned towards you. You require those that seek you to seek you with all their heart. I've seen it with, the Lord has just taken me again everywhere, but with uh, uh, Gideon. And Gideon is called up. He's called up to this place. And, and we kind of skip over this part, but, and we go right into, well, then he, take, he has the, his army and then he whittles him down to 300. But before any of that even happens, the Lord requires him to purify things. He requires him to tear down the idols that have been established. They're still worshiping the Lord. They still love the Lord, but they had, a, they had, they had raised up the Asherah poles and, and set these, the, the Baal poles and, and these places of worship to Baal. And so, Lord, we just, and we say, well, we don't have that in our lives. Huh. One of the biggest things I see is sports and how it's actually become a place of worship. There's stadiums with thousands of people worshiping what's being done on a field. Lord, our eyes have to be upon you and you alone. I pray for that purity to come back to your church. Lord, I ask you, I ask you that you would purify your church. I pray that the pastors and leaders, Lord, would turn fully towards you would lay down everything of this world and to serve you alone. Lord, I pray that when, when the word is spoken, it would be the word that is spoken. It would be truth that is spoken. It wouldn't be stories and, and just trying to TED Talks and trying to, to impress people with their, their great speeches or the things that they've been preparing. Lord, may they prepare their hearts before you. May there be a purity of hearts for your church in this season. And Lord, it's in this that you're going to strengthen your church. It's when the idols are removed that you're going to strengthen your church. You're going to strengthen the hands of your church. So Father, I thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, it's your desire that we would turn towards you, that we would be a people that are pure, holy, set apart. You're not looking for a bride that looks to you and then looks to man to see if they're okay. Oh, there's only one bridegroom. And the bride needs to have their eyes on the bridegroom. May we have our eyes on you, Jesus, and on you alone. 
Lord, I pray for repentant hearts. Revival starts with repentance. It starts with a turning towards you and a removal of all idols, a removal of all things that are not of you. So, Lord, would you do this? Would you do it in our hearts, in every one of our hearts? We ask you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We just say right now, wake up, O sleeper. Wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Be careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And then these words, this is what the Lord was just stirring in my heart. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Father, I pray right now, as we stand in the gap for those right now who are walking in in man's wisdom, (laughs) it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of true wisdom. Otherwise, it's man's wisdom, and and God confounds the wisdom of the wise. He confounds that wisdom. He brings it to nothing. Lord, open eyes and ears. It says those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, they are the blessed ones. Lord, I pray for the blessings of the Lord to be upon your churches, Lord, to be upon your church, to be upon the pastors and the leaders, Lord. Open their eyes, and we stand in the gap. Just as Marcus was singing, it feels so good. We stand in that gap between the living and the dead. That it would say, wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead. That Christ would actually shine on you. That there would be a new light upon them. That they would light up (laughs) with the light of the glory of God. That light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ would awaken their hearts. Awaken the hearts of pastors. Strengthen them. Strengthen their hands in this time. Oh, we stand in the gap. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you open the eyes of all of these pastors, the pastors over these flocks, Lord Jesus. I want you to remind them, Lord Jesus, who you created them to be. Remind them, Father God, who they are warring against, Lord Jesus. Father God, the fact that the enemy does not want them to know their value of their identity in Christ. The importance of who they are for your kingdom, Father God. I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you remind them who they were called to serve, Lord Jesus, what their position is, and how it is tied to Christ. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you let them experience a hunger, a hunger for remembering, Lord Jesus, who they are in you and whose they are, Father God. Remember, Lord Jesus, just remind them, Lord Jesus, who they are ministering to and what they are breaking down, Lord Jesus. Remind them, Lord Jesus, this fear of influence that they are breaking through and for, Father God. Lord, I I pray that you remind them who Christ created them to be, Lord. Remind them, Lord Jesus, where Christ placed them, Lord, and why 
the importance, the value of their voice, Lord Jesus, the value of their voice and that the enemy doesn't want them to be there, doesn't want them to be heard, Lord, but they are still called to open that mouth, Lord. They are still called to push away and to push through, Father God. Remind them that they are not alone, that you are with them. Remind them whose they are, Lord Jesus. Remind them of the importance of their authority. Remind them, Lord Jesus, that they have authority over the darkness, Lord Jesus, over that kingdom, Lord Jesus, because you gave us the keys, Lord. I just pray, Father God, that you let them experience, Lord Jesus, soaking in your presence, Lord. Let them be recharged, Lord Jesus. Let them have a hunger for you, Lord. Let them have a hunger for you, Lord Jesus. Let them be hungry for your spirit, Lord. Let them be hungry for your word. Let them be fed that they may feed, Lord Jesus, and that they may not feed milk, Lord. Let them feed people with solid food, Lord. Lord Jesus, let them know, Lord, let them know, Lord, that they are where they're at because of you. Let them know, Lord, that they are who you say they are. You are. We are who you say we are. And we belong to you, Lord Jesus, and they belong to you. They have someone that they have been joined with. They need not be unequally yoked with the world, Lord. I pray that those yokes may be broken in the name of Jesus. I pray that they may remember their identity in you, Lord. That they may remember their identity in the pulpit, Lord. Their identity in their family. Their identity as leaders, Lord. As heads of families, not of only a family, Lord Jesus, but of heads of families, Lord, because they are part of your body. Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Father God. I thank you for the voice that you've given these pastors because it carries weight. Remind them, Lord, it doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter who they are. Because you've called them to be who they are, where they are at, at this moment, Lord. And that has value. That has worth, Lord. Because you have called them. Father God, I pray right now, Lord, that they may have a hunger. That they may begin to groan for you. Groan to be one with you. Groan to be have more of you, Lord Jesus. That they may hunger and they may... Share that hunger with others, Lord. Let others come to be closer to you, Lord. Let them be closer to you because they remember whose they are. Father God, I thank you for it all, Lord, in your holy name. Amen. Father, where she said value, Father. We're asking you to upgrade their building materials. Father, upgrade them built from building with things that the fire will burn. Father, upgrade them to build with bronze and silver and gold. Give them an upgrade 
in their building materials in Jesus' name. intercessors as Dan was talking about God there's just so many decade 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 praying intercessors that are that are pretty beat up God so I ask that you'd use this this group here tonight God and that we lift their arms God they've they've poured their hearts out in in their quiet place in their secret place before your throne room God Lord, we ask that you'd touch their bodies and their hearts and their minds and their souls and that you would raise them up again. They're not done. Lord, we just bless the intercessors. And God, I just feel that, I, I mean, I could totally be wrong and might come fix my mess if I make a mess, but seriously, I, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray over the five-fold ministry. And I, there's a lot I don't understand about that. Um, but I feel like the Lord is saying alignment, that this year is, is a year of alignment. And there's been a reset where things are kind of all messed up and people are kind of trying to find their place. And, and God doesn't want them to go back to where they were. He wants them to go back, go into where he wants them to be. And there's some new places that are actually old places uh, that, are, that are ancient places that were determined long, long time ago, you know, and fivefold, Lord, I, I lift up the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors, and I just feel like we're not praying for pastors tonight. That's what we call them in our culture, but that's not who they are. So, but first I want to pray for the pastors, God. I, I pray for the true pastors that, that bind up the brokenhearted, that, that minister, you know, with, with time and attention and love and tenderness uh, to, the, to the sheep, God, to the, to the believers, God. We lift up the true pastors, that they would rise up and that they would pastor, that they would love that they would invest time and energy and disciple and one-on-one -on -one and in small groups, God, they would pour into and bind up the sheep, that the sheep would be whole, the body of Christ would be whole in Jesus' name. I lift up the evangelists, that they would rise up as true evangelists and that they would take to the streets, they would take to the marketplace, they would they would run outside the church and be supported 100% by all the believers, God, as recognized runners in the, in the outside the church. And that we, as they bring in those that you've called them to bring in, God, that, that we would then take those newborns and they would be pastored and they would be loved and they would be poured into and they would be cleaned up and they would be helped. And God, I lift up the teachers, God, and I just ask that you'd give teachers a hunger for your word like you've given to our pastors, um, we call them pastors, Mike and Marcus, um, that they would, be, they would eat your word day and night, day and night. They would just have their five fingers in every part of the Bible and wish they had eight fingers because they have so many slots they need to save in their Bible. <laughs> but God, I just... Pray for teachers that teach your word and that, and that teach on point and that teach truth and that press into theology and that get your heart, your heart and your mind 
and your points and that they would teach with clarity. God, we praise you for Andrew. Think he's a true teacher, God. Bless him as a teacher. And God, we lift up the prophets and we praise you and thank you that you're raising up prophets in this day. And it's not, it's not some lofty title that is embarrassing to say you're a prophet. You know, it's been so misunderstood. And God, we thank you for the prophets of this day and this hour that are, that are true prophets. Those that are prophetic, we bless them. But those that are true prophets, we say rise up in the name of Jesus and take your place. And we will call you prophets because that's what God calls you. So we agree with God. And we want to call everyone in the body of Christ who, what you call them. And yes, names have been abused. These titles have been abused. But no longer. It's the year of alignment in Jesus' name. And Papa, I lift up the apostles. Mike's a true apostle. There are others in this body that are true apostles. That are leaders of leaders that are going to do great and mighty works, that are going to be sizable and impacting and change the world. And God, we give you the name Apostle. We know it scares a bunch of people like crazy, but you called people apostles in the Bible. And I pray for wisdom and understanding. Yes. But if I may, I call, I call Mike an apostle, and I bless him as an apostle. And I thank you that that's who he is. And a lot of these people we're praying for tonight, these leaders, they aren't pastors. A lot of them are apostles. I don't know what else to call them. They're uh, apostles, I guess, maybe have all five or whatever. But we just lift up the ones that are leading the churches in the Denver area. And God, I feel like a lot of why they're so burdened is because they've been carrying all five fold and they're crushed. So God, we just lift them up. And again, like the intercessors, we raise their arms. All of us in prayer, we intercede for them right now and we lift up their arms. They've been carrying too much. Bring alongside of them the pastors and the teachers and the evangelists and the prophets to come alongside of them that they would not be alone carrying this huge weight. Build these teams, God. Build these churches and build these men and women of God for your glory, God. Amen. that they would have strength to stand against darkness. Lord, we, we do not take lightly that the rage of the enemy against those who have set themselves to do your will. And God, we ask you that you would cancel every assignment that you would thwart every intention of darkness, that you would surround your leaders and you would be their shield. And when they run into you, they would experience the fortress, the refuge, the strong keep of God. Lord, we ask you, your name is like a tower. Let them 
run into it again and again and again and again. Let them feel your grace within, Lord. Lord, and we ask you, deliver them from temptation. Deliver them from the evil one. Keep them in your name. We agree with that John 17 prayer. Keep them in your name. Deliver them from the evil one. Deliver them from any temptation. From any darkness. Deliver them, Lord. Lord, anything that has taken hold in their heart, that they have allowed, Lord, we ask you for a wave of mercy, of deliverance in Jesus' name. Any agreement with darkness that they have laid hold of in their heart and just kind of taken hold of, Lord, we ask you for a washing in Jesus' name. Wash them with the water of your word. Wash them with the water of your word. Wash them with the water of your word. You say the cross is enough. Your blood is enough. Your blood has reconciled all things in heaven and all things on earth that repent and serve Jesus. Your blood has reconciled them, has brought them back together with the Father. Lord, we just speak the power of your blood. Your blood speaks a better word. In Jesus' name. I just felt I want to pray for a few specific pastors that uh, are really going after it and uh, pressing into the Lord and, and moving in great ways. And, and for, for Blake Bush and for Steve Ferrante, who are leading the, the it's a prayer initiative at the Capitol building. And uh, Steve Ferrante is a pastor up in, in uh, Estes Park and Blake Bush is in Fort Collins. And uh, they've come together to kind of help lead this. And, and then, yeah, there's just a, a gathering together of 64 counties, pastors in all counties coming and praying at the Capitol building, praying over our state. And so, Lord, we just lift them up. We lift up their hands, Lord, for the work that they're doing. It's a beautiful work. And, uh, I mean, I just, Blake Bush is there almost every day, every morning as he's interceding and praying with whoever's coming in and to put, to take 72 days, I think it's 72 days uh, to do this, to, to do this initiative. Lord, I pray for strength and I pray for encouragement in those moments where they become weary. Lord, we ask you to strengthen them. Lord, we say by the power of your Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, would you, would you strengthen them? Would you breathe into them? Lord, I thank you that we get to be those that, that intercede and pray alongside Jesus, who's, who's at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. And then he says that we're seated in heavenly realms. What do we do? We're going to do the same thing that Jesus is doing. <laughs> Father, I just pray right now that we, we just lift up these pastors, Lord, that you would give them wisdom and insight, understanding, revelation, Lord, strategies from heaven of how to just, how to bring this together. 
Lord, it's, it's a lot of work. And anytime I would say it's like herding cats when you're herding pastors. <laughs> it's, it's nearly impossible. But by the Spirit, Lord, we say bring us together. Bring pastors together for this work, Lord, that you desire to be done. Father, I pray for just, there's a group of pastors that we just met with and uh, just a beautiful uh, group across this region. And so for these leaders, for Robbie James, who's up in, in Kremlin and leading just some amazing movements up there and has such a heart for you and a, a tender heart of just of love for, for the body of Christ and is such a leader. Lord, we just ask you to strengthen that church, strengthen them in this time and in this season as they are such a pillar for Colorado. Lord, for, for, uh, for Peter Young and Bridgeway, Lord, this church is, is it's, they're going on 25 years at the beginning of February, 25 years of contending. Lord, we thank you for the work that they have done. And, and though it seems like at times, I know it can seem like, oh, like what has been done, Lord, I thank you that there's such kingdom work that Peter has established, that Peter has done over the years, and things that he doesn't even realize that he's done, that he's set in place for generations to come. Father, I just say strengthen his hands in this time. Give him divine wisdom and understanding and revelation in this time. Lord, we thank you for him. We thank you that he is here for such a time as this that we get to run together. Lord, we lift up Nicholas Barda and Abba's table and, and the work that they're doing, Lord. We thank you for just such a precious man of God who just has such a heart for you and every time you're around him he's just he's just filled with that that yeah, exuberance and that joy and that like just yes let's go for it but i thank you that he just he helps to just strengthen others and, and and lift up others i thank you that he's such an encourager but i thank you for the encouragement that he does but lord i just say by your spirit encourage him in this time strengthen him in this time strengthen his hands in Michelle's hands, Lord, as they do this work together, as they're such a team together as one. Lord, as he honors his wife so well and they do this together, Lord, I just thank you uh, that, that they, they just look like you, Jesus. I thank you that they're such a, a, represent, a representation of who you are to the body of Christ. And so, Lord, I just ask you to strengthen them in this time. Lord, for, for Reese Bowling, for Encounter Church, Lord, I lay, even the name, as he said, he was up in the mountains and he came up with this name, Encounter. Lord, I thank you for Encounter Church, that it is a church that, is, that it will encounter you in great ways. Lord, we just bless Reese and Sarah Bowling and the work that they're doing. Lord, strengthen their hands and give them wisdom and understanding. Father, I thank you that we get to partner with them. We get to walk with them. We get to do this as one. Lord, for, for Brandon Kolb and the and just the, the ministry that he has in Boulder, Lord, I thank you for this, this man of God and for Alejandra, his wife. Lord, I just say, strengthen them in this season. Lord, come alongside them. Lord, I pray for your anointing to just rest upon them in this season. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom and insight and understanding, strategies. Lord, that, that we would see Boulder taken down. That, that the enemies would, come, would be broken and, Lord, that your glory would be known in Boulder, that Boulder would be a place just like Nineveh where a city turned towards you. Lord, I thank you that Boulder is going to be a city that could be turned in a day towards you. 
Lord, that the glory of God would be known in Boulder, Colorado. And I thank you for the, for the assignment that you have on Brandon Kolb's life, Lord, and on Alejandra's life. So strengthen them in this time. Strengthen them for the work that you have. So, Lord, we just bless these leaders. Lord, I just, others in this region that, uh, for, uh, for Father Phil and the work that he's doing, Lord, uh, at uh, Res Church, Resurrection Fellowship, and uh, uh, just, and he, that he has, he carries, he has a high point off of Bellevue, one of the highest points uh, in, that, in that region. And his, this, the, the church sits right on that hill and overlooks down into that, into the tech center area. Lord, I thank you that they are positioned there for a purpose. And I thank you that, oh, for Father Phil's in his heart and his, just his heart of prayer, Lord, to just, to, to come alongside others and, and to help them just to, in, in prayer. Lord, I thank you for, uh, for Amy Everett and the work that she's doing with Colorado Praise. Lord, for just these leaders that, that are saying yes to you, that are laying down their lives for you. Lord, we just thank you for these leaders. Lord, I thank you. Just as, as Sharon was praying, for it is that five-fold ministry, Lord, that you would align people into their positions, that, that it, it is that it's one united church. And, and as, as these people are maybe, they're called pastors, but they're not pastors. Lord, I thank you that as they step into their role and into their position, Lord, this is where you bring your church into that oneness. This, actually, the, it says this, it's, it's um, in that place when this happens, it says the body of Christ will be built up until it reaches a unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God through the fivefold ministry and becomes mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You, so, Lord, as, as pastors step into their true positions as prophets and evangelists and apostles and pastors and teachers, Lord, it is to prepare God's people for the works of ministry. For the, and so, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you're doing in this season, in 2022, as we take territory for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. so grateful for all the people who would obey the Lord and lay their life down and hate their life so that they could pick up the cross with Jesus so that their strength could lead a broken person like me and my family to salvation so that I could use their faith until I had my own Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents 
and harmless as doves. That's Matthew 10, 16. For this purpose, the Son of God, Jesus, was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's John 3, 8. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Believers, followers of Jesus and the cross must know and operate in authority. Jesus gave his disciples power and authority over all devils. Matthew 10.1 We are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all principality and power. Yes. Heaven awaits. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I bind all principalities powers of the air, wickedness in high places, thrones, dominions, world rulers, and strong men exerting influence over Colorado. And I forbid them to operate against or against the one praying this prayer. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break witchcraft, witchcraft control, mind-binding spirits, spirits that block and or bind the will, mind control, destruction, lust, fantasy, lust, perversions, intimidation, rebellion, rejection, schizophrenia. We bind paranoia, anger, hatred, wrath, and rage, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, slander, unteachableness, deception, doubt, and unbelief, passivity, and then we bind pride and false humility. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break the spirits of Ahab and Jezebel, fear, hypnosis, and hypnotic trance, rock music, perverse music of any kind, greed, addiction, drugs, alcohol, and compulsive behavior. And I ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any other spirits which should be named in our hearts, in our minds, our soul. And in the name of Jesus, I bind kings, princes, and world rulers for each spirit named. I strip each spirit in his hierarchy of power, armor, and rank, and separate each from the other. I speak confusion to the ranks of the enemy and declare their assignments against Colorado, and they are hereby rendered null and void. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break all evil affecting the sense of sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing, all evil against the emotions, and all the evil against the seven points of body used by witchcraft, the base of the spine, spleen, navel, heart, throat, between the eyes, and the top of the head. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break all evil on the systems of the body, reproductive, skeletal, muscular, digestive, excretory, endocrine, respiratory, circulatory, and nervous systems. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break any and all evil powers giving aid or pulling these systems in our body toward evil by means of energy drawn from the sun, moon, stars, planets, constellations, earth, air, wind, and fire, water, light, darkness, matter elements, or from lines, squares, circles, symbols, artifacts, and or potions against us as a church. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break any transference of spirits in family, friends, or associates of Pastor Mike, 
Marcus, Paul, Dan, Pastor Ray, all the wives, all the sisters, all the people, there's too many to name right now, but you know who you are, you're here, you serve, you do all the best you can, and I appreciate you so much. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break anything that would curse you or others in this way, in any way. With the sword of the Holy Spirit, I sever all evil soul ties between these negative persons and all these I wish to protect. I declare that the blood of Jesus covers over all the victims and all their minds and hearts and emotions and will, preventing these soul ties forever being reestablished. And in the name of Jesus, every spirit in this prayer is bound off each person prayed for us, as well as for the person uttering this prayer. This prayer is also in effect for every person with whom those praying and those prayed for have contact. In the name of Jesus, spirits from the netherworld, spirits between, over, and around those praying and those prayed for, and all familiar spirits are completely bound and forbidden to manifest. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break the power of all curses spoken, all rituals or sacrifices, all divinations, spells, incantations, meditations, and all sorcery or magic. I release and call upon the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 11:2. upon the persons praying this prayer and the persons prayed for, along with spirits of mercy, grace, and peace. Jesus, please empower us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with hope, peace, joy, love, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. Wow. What a good time. If you have children in children's ministry, you might want to go get them. <laughs> I forgot how late it was. It. But no, I think we're good. It's only 840, or only 50. We're only five minutes behind. Guys, let's continue just to reach on Wednesday night. This was so good. Stirred ourselves up in the Lord. Stirred ourselves up in prayer.